Welcome back to our listeners. You are tuning in to Reset for Women. It is time for your reset, ladies. I am your host, Lori Carice, and today we have with us Jen Joe of JJ Education Consulting. And today's topic is go against the grain to make yourself happy. Welcome to the show, Jen. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So tell us a little bit about you and let's uh, dive into that topic. Go against the grain to make yourself happy. Yeah, so I'm a coach for introverted coaches who want to get started in this industry. I train them and teach them how to sign their first paying clients. And my background, though, was in education. So this is like a new field for me that I've been into for the past five years, and I am loving this work. So it took a lot of being willing to do something different than I was doing for many, many years to now start this career and ultimately led me to living in Mexico, which is where I am now running my business full time. So yeah, it took a lot of going against the grain to make myself happy. And I want to encourage your listeners to be willing to do the same thing if they feel like they're not getting enough out of their life as it is right now. I think that'll be great. Also for me, I always like to walk into this as if I'm, you know, just learning about you and the topic for the first time. Also, I don't do any research first. I want to follow along with our listeners. And when I saw your topic, I'm like, you know, this is kind of a breakthrough thing for me. Go against the grain. I am extremely structured. And maybe it's the single mom in me and running a business. I feel like I have to, you know, chalk out little, you know, time for this time for that, you know, that constant checklist. And it also keeps me in a space of comfort. So when, however, I'll let you, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, COVID really shook me out of that. I had to definitely go against the grain and <laughs> learn some new things. So I feel like I'm easing into that, but I do like my structure. So, but is it making me happy? It makes me functional, but I don't know if it's making me happy. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a lot of times like we take care of the things we need to take care of for other people, for our jobs, for the children. But it's like, where are you coming into that equation, right? Like, what's the thing that you used to really enjoy doing that's not even on the calendar anymore? You didn't even realize that you're not prioritizing it. And for me, like my whole life was not a reflection of what I wanted and how I wanted to be living. And it just kind of like hit me. I'm like, but I could make it that if I wanted to. I'm in a position where I can do that. And it took work. It, it definitely took work to make that happen between um, looking at what my life was and why I, how I ended up there, right? So I was an assistant principal. I was moving up in my career. Everyone was constantly telling me I was going to be the next great principal. And they're like, can't wait till you get your school. And every time they said it, my face would do this weird thing where I was like, <laughs> I don't like that idea. I don't want that life. And I was just kind of going through the motions, right? So I had this big house and it was just me and my dog. And I was just expecting the husband and the kid to come very soon. And then it hit me that this is what society expected me to do. And this is why I thought that lifestyle would make me happy, but it's not making me happy. And now I have this opportunity to reconsider what would. And that's when I went and found my first coach and because I was deep into personal development and I, I just wanted help in finding what else I could do outside of education because I felt kind of stuck in this life that I had created. And it's when I was talking and working with this coach that she said, 
what I had described, what I wanted to do was helping other women achieve their goals and, you know, helping them live an aligned life. And she was like, that's coaching. (laughs) And it took me a while to kind of sit with it and realize like, oh, she's right. I do want to be a coach. And throughout that journey, I did, oh my gosh, it was a whole lifestyle transformation. I sold the house. I downsized into an apartment. I um, started growing this coaching practice. And even before it grew into something that could sustain me, I had ultimately decided that this is what I wanted to do full time. So I had declared it in 2019. I said, I went on my Facebook group and I said, I am leaving the US. I bought a one-way ticket to go move to Colombia because that was my vision of things that would make me happy, living abroad, dancing salsa all the time, um, being mobile and being able to travel more. So I had to make some radical changes to make that happen. And it didn't happen overnight. And as we know, COVID happened. So that shifted things a little bit and had me staying in the U.S. a little longer than I would have liked. But ultimately, I held true that vision. And when the time came, I sold all my things. I packed up the car. I got the dog and we drove down to Mexico. And I have been here for the past year. And it's been amazing. Um, <laughs> we're chuckling because she sees me waving. I've got a bug that keeps <laughs> flying in front of me. Okay. <laughs> Laugh at ourselves once in a while. So that sounds amazing. Now, you know, when I think about being stuck, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to feel. I, I felt that way myself. I started my business 15 years ago and I started with a trade show, um, called the mom expo and I grew it. It went national, and I I stopped doing it and I started focusing just on local events because the travel got to be too daunting for me. And I continue to do family events. Um, however, I am beyond middle age now. My my kids are high school and middle school. And I feel like I I no longer am, you know, air quotes here in that mommy space. I don't really relate to the mommy new mom generation anymore and motherhood. Yes. But now with older needs, I'm not, you know, breast pumping mom and what's the best stroller and, and, you know, all these other educational programs for early learners. And I've been wanting to shift into just the women's space, women and wellness. And I've been able to do that successfully here through radio. Um, And I did have a successful first time retreat, but I'm trying to also pivot all those local family events into like women's symposiums. I have a venue. Um, where was I going with this? As far as, oh, how I, I feel like I got stuck. I feel super stuck in that mom space. My following, they're all moms. Um, all of my sponsors and vendors, all targeting moms. So I really locked myself into a space that is no longer really my passion. I'm just doing it because it's what I'm known for. It's what I'm good at. It's my stability. It's my long haul. So this might be a perfect example with your coaching ability, how I I continue to do it because I kind of have, they have to, because that's my revenue. Yeah. If I, if I drop it, I'm dropping clients, which isn't smart either. You know, that's my recurring revenue. So I'm, I'm, it's funny because I'm really trying to do some women's symposiums here locally. I decided to throw one in that's a mom mixer and symposium 
So it's finally me. It's me. Yes. Still doing a mom theme, but as moms without kids, now let's see if we can embrace just our womanhood and empowerment. So I, I am really focused on this transition, but I do feel like I locked myself into a category and I'm struggling to get out and move on because it's my interest as a woman with wellness needs and women's empowerment and professional topics that I relate to those conversations and feel so passionate about, which is why radio, but I want to also take it offline. Yeah. So I can totally understand that. And that's what keeps a lot of people feeling stuck is the feeling of, well, this is my sense of financial income and my sense of security. How can I let that go? And I don't encourage people to totally let it go. So when I'm working with my clients and they find coaching and they're like, I want to be a coach. I'm like, that's wonderful. Let's do that on the side while you still have your, your main job as your, I call them investors, as your main investor, right? Because they're helping you stay afloat. They make the thing that you want to get into easier because you have that sense of security and that new thing doesn't have to be bringing in money overnight, right? So in your situation, it's a wonderful thing. It's like, yeah, keep them. But also know that that audience of women, right? Those moms, they're still women at the core. They still have all those desires and thoughts that you're having as a woman. And it doesn't have to always revolve around kids. Like respond to it and maybe you don't transition everything overnight but you have one event right here or there to kind of get the feel out there um for coaches that looks like or I'll give my example in particular I started out as a career coach so I helped a lot of people find jobs it was very easy for me because I had moved up in my career I knew exactly what that landscape looked like regardless of what industry they were in I was able to help them because I understood the job search process and interviewing but I found that I loved working with coaches So I slowly started taking on more coaches, more coaches, and less and less of the career coaching clients, like slowly transitioning, right? Like, and I still have a few there on the side, but I mainly focus on coaches now um, because that's who I want to do it with. But it was a slow change. And I encourage you to to explore the possibility of doing the same, slowly adding more of what you want to be doing and still serving, you know, the one that brings the money, but slowly making the switch. So is that going against the grain enough or do I really need to put like a hard stop to it? I never, listen, even my transition was not overnight. It took me a few years to get to the point where I am. And there were big decisions being made long before I got to this point. So I think as long as you have clear idea of where you want to be and outline a path of how to get there, it's okay to baby step your way there. It doesn't have to be this, I'm blowing up my life situation. Now, sometimes it looks like that to other people, right? When they look at my life, they're like, wait, you sold your house, you packed up, you sold all your belongings, you packed up your car and you drove to Mexico and you're like, forget the US, right? Um, But it wasn't like that. Honestly, I sold my house back in 2018, was it? I, um, made the announcement that I wanted to live abroad in 2019. I started, and that's when I was like making money in my, in my business. I still had a full-time job. I didn't leave the full-time job till 2020, right? When my business was making enough to cover my expenses and everything I was doing well. And then I left the U.S. in 20, the end of 2022. So it was, it was years in the making. So the first thing that I would tell people when they're going through this process is one, get honest on what would make you happy. Design that ideal life. Whose life are you looking at or what are you watching that you're like, I want to do that. I wish I was doing more of that. I want to explore that opportunity. Um, 
And especially when it comes around like the career topic, because people feel very stuck in that area, that's what doesn't allow them to, to make these radical shifts is if you can start over, what would you be doing, right? Just giving your permission to explore. What, what is the thing that I'm always wondering and excited about? Is there a way to start doing a little bit of it now, right? It doesn't have to be your main source of income. Can you explore? Can you take a class in this? Um, can you offer support to someone who's already doing it so that you can learn from them, right? Um, for me, those values that were really important were time freedom, exploration, and how can I do that? And I could easily do that by living elsewhere, right? Where I could easily explore different places that I was interested, lowering my cost of living by spending pesos, earning dollars, right? Um, so those were ways that I did it. The other thing is that really holds people back is the fear of what if it doesn't work out, right? Like what if I make this switch? What if I make this change and this huge announcement and then I fall flat on my face and it doesn't work out? And one of the things that I liked that really helped me was, okay, what if it doesn't? Answering that question because my brain was constantly offering that that's what was going to happen and it was going to end in this huge disaster and I would have to then go back to the thing that I left. And but once I answered what exactly I would do and calmed myself and told myself like, okay, if we did that, we okay, it didn't work out. Would we stop trying? And I was like, no, nah, I think I'd keep trying. Like knowing myself, I think I'd just keep trying and figuring it out. And that's exactly what happened, right? I left my job previously in 2017 to start a consulting company just because it was a way to work from home. And that gave me a little bit more freedom. I hated it. So then I, I shut down the consulting company and went back to the school district that I had left, right? In a different position, making more money, of course. Um, but I did go back to the full-time job. And then I used that as my sense of stability while I grew the coaching business. But I had to make peace with that, right? And I had to be okay with that. Um, the other thing is, who would you have to be willing to disappoint? It's the fear of other people and what they think of how you should be living or what you should be doing. Because to everyone else on the outside, it looks kind of crazy to be like, well, you have this good career, the stability, you know, you're moving up in the field of education, like you've been doing this for years. Why would you throw that all away? I was like, but it's not making me happy. Right. And they didn't quite get it why I would sell my house and why I would do all these things. But they came around to it and now they see how happy I am. They come visit me where I've lived. Like I've had so many visitors this past year. So they get it now, right? So I had to be willing to let them look at me a little funny and have their ideas and their judgments and be okay with it. Because at the end, I knew it would be worth it. If it did work out, it would be totally worth it. And it has, and it has totally been worth it, right? But it wasn't easy. So being willing to go through that process. And one of the things that we touched on before was like, what would it look like to ultimately get there and then kind of milestoning it, like stair-stepping? What do I need? To, what needs to happen now in preparation for where I want to be two years from now, three years from now? Uh, what needs to happen in a few months for me to start making strides in that direction? It does not have to be overnight. And that's okay. Because you can start doing those things that make you happier now and start and knowing like the ultimate end goal of where you're heading. Um, the last thing I will say is seek support. Right. It really helped to be in community with other people that I saw doing the kind of work I wanted to be doing or living the lifestyle that I wanted to live, because it just showed me that that is possible for me. Right. And then it was wonderful to have those those people to talk to and answer my questions so that I didn't go into this uh, next phase blindly. 
I think that's good. And be careful how you select that support too. If you want to be a full-time entrepreneur, seek support from somebody who is in that space because people, you know, like my mother who was an HR forever, totally different type of personality that, you know, she just wants to only have one kind of commitment and tunnel vision on an industry. They don't understand sometimes these risks <laughs> we take. And the satisfaction of that open schedule and being creative. Some people that are super corporate are not necessarily well creative, you know, so, you know, we're tapping into that creativity. And yeah, when, when I made my shift, I had a two year plan for my adjustment. And that was in 2019, as I was planning my 2020 um, event schedule. And that all collapsed in March, yeah. 2020. So my two-year plan is actually now, you know, I, I I created my schedule in 2024 and that's where I'm really focusing on my transition. So I think you gave some wonderful tips. I think this is fantastic. Um, I'm glad you're so happy in Mexico. Boy, you make me a little jealous. I'm like, well, you know, I, I think I could ditch California. I'm kind of over California, I'll be honest with you. But I know some people are like, oh, sunny. Yeah, well, I think it's gonna be 87 today and it's November. I actually put up my my Christmas tree yesterday because I'm kind of it, it's totally early for me this year. Um, but we moved recently and I was really struggling with where am I gonna put it? And I have two girls. We used to have a pink Christmas tree. And last year they said they were over the pink. So I had to get a new Christmas tree. So I had to rearrange my living room this weekend. Um so yeah, it kind of went up early. I'm I'm not dragging out decorations. I just needed placement. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to will some different weather too, you know. I mean, yeah, so you're in I Mexico. Would, uh, oh, well, I where I live it's extremely hot, so you wouldn't want this. This is Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I live in uh in Merida, Mexico, so in the Yucatan and right now there's like a bit of a cold front, which is so nice okay. because it's actually 90s. And over like over a hundred in the summer. Well, yeah. I'm oh over a hundred. Yeah. yeah. We we drive to the desert for that, go to Las Vegas. <laughs> but I think it sounds wonderful. So for our podcast listeners, um, I'll be able to drop in show notes your links for our radio only listeners. Tell us the best way to connect with you. So you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Jenjo Coaching on LinkedIn. Um, same on Facebook and Instagram. So I'm easy to find, Jen with one N. And I would love to offer your listeners um, something to help them slay that self-doubt because I know that that's what keeps us from living this aligned life, from going against the grain and doing the things that we like. So if they'd like to get that, you can head over to genjo.com slash self-doubt and download that for free. Wonderful. Jen, thank you so much for being our guest today. I really appreciate your time and, and, and wonderful inspiration about going against the grain. Thank you for having me. Super happy to share that with your listeners. You've been listening to another Reset for Women.